Good day, everybody, and welcome to the Future of Insurance podcast series for industry leaders. I am really excited today to have join me uh, the managing partner of Mandalore Partners, Min Tron. Min and I have gotten to know each other as InsureTech influencers and through Sabine and a number of other people, and I'm just thrilled to have him join our podcast series. Min, welcome. Thank you for having me. You know, it's been a, quite an interesting last five years and quite an interesting uh, year. But before we kind of get into the conversation, why don't you give a little background about yourself, your new company, and what you are doing at Mandalore Partners on, in helping insurers around innovation? Yes, so I've been in uh, innovation venturing for 20 years. Back in 2012, I created an InsurTech fund backed up by AXA. It helped me to learn about the pain points of insurance on a global basis. And about two years ago, I stopped with um, WebAxa and I started to launch uh, my own company. So Mandalore Partners helps to de-risk innovation with strategic and financial investments. And those investments will match venturing program for any insurance with our ability to do research and sourcing. And in this particular sourcing part, I partner with uh, Sabine van der Lieden and Dan White to launch the uh, Alchemy uh, crew, which is a kind of research lab for us and a sourcing arm. That's what I'm doing. Good. One of the things that we wanted to talk about is we've got to know each other over the last few years through InsureTech. And as you look at the last four to five years, how has InsureTech impacted the industry and what parallels do you see for, the insur for insurance from other industries that have been disrupted? So we have this framework called the disruption uh, framework. It basically combines user business and, and technology trends. And so when you have um, a trend combining user business and, and technology, we know that the disruption is coming. So for example, uh, if users want to listen to online music, business allow $1 per song and technology will enable you know, digital right management, then you have disruption of the music industry for iTunes. So we've been using this going forward and we have been applying it to, to the insurance. And with that particular framework, we kind of look at you know, what's coming next and then we come back to, to, to a minute. Okay, how do you see over the last few years, you know, when we started talking about innovation probably five, six, seven years ago, a lot of companies kind of set up their, you know, separate little innovation groups. And increasingly innovation has really become part of a strategy. It's become more operationalized, I guess. What do you see that evolution of, of innovation and how do you see it moving forward as a core part of the business rather than kind of as a separate uh, function that uh, works independently from the rest of the organization? Yes, so if you look at the past uh, 10 years, uh, where I've been working uh, around InsurTech. I think in the first two years, maybe two to three years, uh, innovation was more uh, defensive. You know, people were to say, you know, if the GAFA enter insurance, what do I do? So it was more, you know, I have to set up my own fund or my own corporate funds to, to be able uh, to invest in technology, to learn about it, but it's very defensive mode. And then uh, about maybe five years ago, I guess, the whole trends 
came to become more about partnering. You know, about half of insurance companies said, we need to partner with startups and we need to work with them. Some of them want to partner with early, early stage company and other with growth companies. And we've been seeing that for, you know, for the past few years. And the partnering have evolved to a more strategic innovation right now. We're looking at a company looking to solve different pain points and now combined with uh, technology from startups. They are coming now more and more strategic for, for insurance. I love that uh, concept of defensive versus offensive uh, innovation. That's really a, a cool thought. So from a product and marketing customer perspective, data is really going to be crucial in providing that dynamic digital customer experience and the way to engage with customers, understanding customers' preferences, understanding information about them that could be used in the underwriting process different data points that maybe we haven't used in the past. Talk about what you're seeing insurers doing as it relates to all of these different sources of data and how data is going to be really the, the fuel to power innovation. Yes. So I've been asked to work around different data around prospect relationship management or customer relationship management. And I've been sourcing very cool technologies that can, you know, scan your email and then identify your email address and, Convert it into a, a data point in uh, Salesforce as a, as a contact details, right? And that can be done automatically and so on. A cool solution called um, EverContact in the US. But then uh, when you start to implement this solution, and everybody loves it, right? It helps your agent to synchronize contacts. It helps synchronization with Salesforce or any CRM firm for insurance companies. But then when you start to implement it, then it, you stop because you have legacy IT and uh, very, you know, old fashioned or, you know, um, system that cannot cope with the new technology. And that has been the problem. So we see a lot of demand for from insurance companies, innovation teams to collect customer data. And then we see, you know, a big pain point to convert those data points into uh, one platform, you know, because of uh, IT issues. You know, we've talked about data for a long time in this industry, and obviously it's really important to a lot of the aspects that we do, but I think it's really going to become heightened over the coming years. And that's where some of the new technologies, uh, particularly artificial intelligence and machine learning, are really going to play a really crucial part. You know, we're seeing that in some of the startups that are using AI and machine learning, you know, to kind of wrap that data and the information gathered it into the whole process from the back end of the claims, back into the underwriting and everything in between. Talk about what you're, you know, are, are insurers really leveraging AI and machine learning uh, like they need to? And, and where do you see that going? Oh, but AI is going towards, you know, RPA and a lot of claim processing and so on. So we see AI from, you know, CRM to claim management. So and in AI, you have different type of AI, right? NPL and so on and so forth. What I see also is um, the, the, most, the more important place of AI, but more mentally data collection, because remember my framework? And if I take travel insurance now and versus iTunes, you see that the travel insurance were collecting data from user in order to develop businesses, you know, and pricing. But now because of the COVID, the data or the past data are all gone. So now if you want to collect travel, travel patterns, it's very hard and you have to collect new type of data. So technology that enable you to collect new data will be crucial because it enables you to do new business policies, you know. So user business and, and technology are playing their role in now more importantly than before. The same goes with uh, online consultation, right? I mean, for example, in Europe, 
the online consultation was, you know, like less than 10% before it's now it's more like 80% going forward. So there's new set of data that are coming up yep. and there's no technology to, you know, take care of those data and AI, machine learning and, and, and so on are going to help insurance doing a better business uh, going forward. It's really interesting because there was, I'm sure you saw it as well, the announcement, I think it was last week that announced over in London with the Lloyd Syndicate Kai, a massive investment by um, BlackRock, half a billion dollars, um, you know, into that whole kind of AI machine learning type of um, underwriting process over there. So, I mean, that's real money and that's really changing a, a business model pretty substantially, particularly in a market that has been notoriously um, um, very manual and paper intensive. Um, I think that's going to give a wake-up call for a lot of people, don't you think? Yeah, I'm sure. And um, these those technologies are in, uh, in the very uh, beginning of the Garnot curve. You know, the, the technology curve is a uh, it's actually quite interesting. And these those these technologies are very much in uh, at the beginning. We will see much more in the future. Yeah. So beyond AI and machine learning, what other areas of focus for technology are you seeing? I know one of the areas that we really talk about are platform technologies for which it's cloud, it's APIs, obviously you've got microservices, and then it's also about the ecosystem and being able to really integrate in some of these new data sources or new capabilities from the insure tech startups through APIs to be able to do some really unique things as it relates to customer engagement or experience or business processes. What are you seeing as uh, some of the areas of focus with the insurers that you're working with, Min? So in terms of technology platform, uh, you know, I work mainly on on, um, blockchain nowadays, uh, basically to link uh, life insurance and asset management. And also I work on, you know, those API or what I call middle tech or middle tech, because you remember we have, uh, you know, new techs from startups and then legacy from uh, insurance. And it has been very hard to work with the two until um, those guys came up, you know, the middle uh, million tech, right, which enables to interact with new technologies at the same time, you know, work with legacy systems. I think uh, the, the, the guys are in position in the middle, the, the winner going forward in initial tech technologies. Yeah. So we're kind of heading into the planning, pro- uh, planning season for most insurance companies. Um, you know, they're getting ready to do their, their strategic planning, update, update their strategic plans, look at their priorities, and then look at their budgets. And one of the conversations that we've been having with um, people in the industry is how we really need to kind of step back and rethink our planning process. If you just look at this year alone, we started out the year with plans and then everything changed because of COVID. And that's before all the changes that we've had as a result of InsureTech and new emerging technologies and customer expectations and new competitors, et cetera. How are you kind of working with insurers to kind of rethink that process? And then also, instead of looking at continuing, just continue with your operations as is and doing small enhancements there, here and there and adding a few new products here and there, how do they begin kind of reallocating resources, both capital and people, to begin to build out a different business model, an operating model that will be structurally different and will be from a, a cost perspective, very different, but also from a technology uh, perspective, very different for the future, because there's going to be different types of products, whether it's on-demand types of products or parametric types of products. Um, and yes, still the, some of the same uh, products, but what, we really have a different model that really needs to kind of emerge. So how are you working with insurers in this planning pro- uh, season? 
So insight and foresight. So first of all, we, we looked at some, uh, some insight. We interviewed about 40 different companies post-COVID, and we came up with Alchemy Crew with four domains of concern. Uh, first, operation and business resilience. Uh, second, climate change and risk. Third, you know, corporate and mental health. And then fourth, emerging risks like cyber and so on and so forth. And then we tried to work with, with sourcing startup around those four domains. And it came out very clear that there's a lot of people are looking into uh, one specific theme going foresight. It's around the future of uh, sustainable insurance. You know, how insurance can, can do more sustainable innovation. Uh, we can see that in green finance a bit now, we can see in banks and so on, but insurance are starting to grasp for it. And I've seen the rise of what I call a social purpose insurance company, the uh, SPIC. In France, for example, you have um, La Maif, and you can see a lot of companies going forward thinking, you know, because of the current trends, EEG impact kind of demands, how the insurance company can have a, a better raison d'etre or social purpose. And I think this is the main theme going forward, the strategic planning. There's a lot of demand for that, kind of, for that kind of answer because people want to go in that direction, but how to go there. And so we are here to tell them, you know, why you should go there. We can help you how to learn about it. And you, there's a few things we can offer. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're doing. That's really cool. Where do you see insurance over the next three years, Men, You know, obviously we've had a lot of change over the last three years, but where do you see insurance in the next three years? Where do you see some of the changes in leadership happening in the, in the industry? So we have built on sustainable innovation. One clear theme uh, was about prevention impact because, you know, the business of the insurance is around prevention. And I've told you they've been very defensive uh, before and now a few of them have been more offensive. You know, how can they do better to do prevention from PNC, obviously, but also in, in health? And some of them are looking into uh, um, life now, you know, financial planning and so on and so forth. So prevention uh, impact uh, would be the second word impact because um, they want to measure how prevention has been implemented and a lot of companies start to create you know um, both quantitative but also qualitative work with a center party and that's the main thing I've seen okay great so as we wrap this up I always love to ask my guests on the podcast to pick one word or phrase to describe the future of insurance and why so what would your one word be Min? Well, obviously, my word is, you know, uh, asset building, because what we are doing is well, we're helping insurance to innovate, and we help them to create new assets, to build new assets going forward. So asset building with my hashtag. Wonderful. Well, Min, it's been great getting to uh, know you these last few years, and I'm looking forward to the next few years as we all collaborate together, really trying to push the industry forward to a, what I see as a really exciting time and a, a real opportunity for a greater growth for the industry to meet the changing needs of our customers. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you.